I want to pray, but uh, one of the things I have the privilege, really the privilege of doing um, almost every 4th of July these years, these days, is uh, the invocation at the uh, Milburn uh, before the hoo-ha gets underway, 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning, and uh, before the parade and so forth. I, I, I always have the opportunity to do that. And so tomorrow morning, I'm going to, I always have a little quote or something that I give before I pray, and this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it for you today. It's th- the 3rd of July, not the 4th, but we'll, we'll celebrate and pray anyway because God knows we need the prayer. Um, Benjamin Franklin quote from the very, very early years of our country. I have lived, sir, a long time, and the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth, that God governs in the affairs of men. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, is it probable that an empire can rise without his aid? We have been assured, sir, in the sacred writings that except the Lord build, they labor in vain that build it. I firmly believe this, and I also believe that without his concurring aid, we shall succeed in this political building no better than the builders of Babel. We shall be divided by our little partial local interests. Our projects will be confounded, and we ourselves shall become a reproach and a byword down to, future, down to the future age. And what is worse, mankind may hereafter this unfortunate instance despair of establishing governments by human wisdom and leave it to chance, war, and conquest. I therefore beg leave to move that henceforth prayers imploring the assistance of heaven and its blessing on our deliberations be held in this assembly every morning before we proceed to business. And you know they still do that today. Every congressional, every session, Congress or the Senate, somebody is there to, uh, to pray. And um, um, I'm thankful for that. I don't know of too many places in the world where that happens. Let us pray now. Lord God, we are grateful we are grateful that we live in a, in a land of freedom. And yes, Lord, we, we do take it for granted way, way, way too much. But we thank you for that and how you have blessed this nation in so many different ways and us as a result. We pray for our country. We ask you, God, to, to we pray for our president. We pray for Congress. We pray for all the leaders in, there in, in, of our state as well, that they would, whether, whether realizing or not, be, be, be led and be guided by divine wisdom. And uh, we pray for the prosperity and, and the protection of the nation. We pray for our, our service people uh, here and abroad. We pray, God, you would continue to bless them and protect them. We thank you for each one of them. And we thank you, Lord, for, for life and liberty. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We are talking about faithcation. And it's been interesting to hear some of your comments. And, you know, and here's the thing about it. It's just a fun title to talk about some important stuff. And we've been talking about really the whole thing, the title of the series and so forth. It's the importance of, of, of while we're disconnecting from the world and our job and so forth for a week or two, or maybe for part of the summer, while we're disconnecting, that we wouldn't disconnect from our faith. That's the whole purpose of this. And it's an important issue for us to stop and, and, and think. And, and so we're gonna, I'm going to talk about it in terms of family today and some things we can do, some, some things we can have for our families as well, that in the, in the same way of maybe reconnecting 
in some different ways. And, and in some cases, maybe connecting for the first time with our family, uh, both as a family and more, even more important, as important as that is, uh, with, with our Lord and our God, with, with Christ. So I want you to see that. And uh, I, I'm, I'm drawn to this passage in Deuteronomy uh, because it's such a descriptive, illustrative passage um, about families and about our responsibilities and who we are and, and, and how God works and how God uses us and so forth. And uh, it's in Genesis chapter 6. And um, let me just take you there. Let's just, just take a look at it with me. Genesis chapter 6, beginning in verse 4. Listen, O Israel... The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I have given you, that I'm giving you, these commands that He just gave us. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road and when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Now, this is an interesting passage. The, 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 the Jewish people still um, refer to this as the Shema. Um, and um, it's a Hebrew word translated here. And, 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 and one of the ways people take this, um, the commands, I'm reading from a commentary, uh, the commands to tie them and write them were taken literally by some later uh, Jewish readers. Uh, however, the commentator says, and I would agree, that, that uh, the commands are probably emphasizing symbolically the need of the continual teaching and being re-reminded of the truths of the Scripture and of the Bible. But for just a moment, I want you, because maybe you've heard of this thing um, called um, phylacteries. Phylacteries, it's an ancient Greek word and uh, means to guard and protect and there's they're a set of small cubic leather boxes um, painted black containing scrolls of parchment inscribed with verses on the Torah. I want you to see one right there. And they, and they put, and, and that's, that's what they look like. Now, here, they put them on literally what the, what the Scripture was teaching earlier. They put them on their arms and their hands and their foreheads and so forth when they're, for their morning prayers usually. They don't usually wear them all day long. But um, interesting stuff, huh? Would that help? And by the way, I'm not making, I just wanted to see that. I'm not making fun of that whatsoever. Um, um, sincere people seeking to, to pray and, and, and follow their faith in, in, in what they believe the most sincere manner. Is that what he's talking about here? Because, I mean, that's a good thing. But unfortunately, I think, for me at least, and probably you too, I could wear those verses around my arms and hands and forehead and still have some pretty awful thoughts <laughs> and still say some things I shouldn't say and so forth. Um, unfortunately, it's not an external thing, and that's the issue here that I want you to see. Um, more than anything else, these verses that we're looking at here um, are here to encourage me as an individual follower of, of, of the Lord uh, and to encourage us as parents and grandparents for some of us um, to not just tell our children how to live, but literally to give them a living, breathing example of how we are to live and how we are to conduct ourselves, those of us who are people of faith. And um, it's just a simple way of really relating, uh, effectively relaying or relating both our faith to those who we love the most as well as just in, in how we live. There's always the issue when you come to a subject like this. 
and I've dealt with it many times. I've dealt with it probably more here than any place I've ever lived, but I've dealt with it most of my life as a pastor. Um, because people will say, well, you, you, you believe... Term like, the word I used to hear was brainwash. I don't hear that much anymore. Now I hear, I hear the word indoctrination. Do you, do you really believe you should brainwash your child or, or indoctrinate your child into believing the way you believe? Interesting question. And here's how I would answer that question. I've thought about that a lot of times. I, I wrote something down a long time ago, and over the years I've revised it a little bit. So this is sort of the finished product, although it's still being completed. So I'm, two or three years from now it'll probably be a little different. Is this indoctrination? Here's the answer. We will sacrifice time, money, relationships, go in debt, stay up all night. We will neglect our mate, our health. We will go without food, sex, and emotional sustenance. We will drive to the ends of the earth and back for their activities while sitting on bleacher seats for hours at times, developing a sore stadium posterior or something much worse. We will listen to other people's kids playing, singing, or dancing, sometimes horribly, at some waterboarding event called a recital for hours, for hours in order to hear your offspring do their thing for 30 seconds. And we all do that because there are children. That's part of the deal. That's just part of the deal. That's what we signed up for. Whether we realized it or not, that's what we signed up for. And we said, yeah, I'm going to be a parent. Now, we're concerned about being too direct, too confrontational about the gospel of Jesus Christ because we somehow might indoctrinate our, our, their choices about God, about Jesus, about his love, forgiveness, and redemption, about the most important message of, of, of life. We're somehow concerned about indoctrinating them I think you probably can see my answer on that. Um, Obviously, kids become adults and they make choices. And I want to do the best I can as a parent. We did the best we could do. Our youngest is 31. Um, Do they still need guidance? Yes, they do. But I mean, a a lot of that's been, a lot of whatever's there has already been established long before they're 30. Um, You do the best you can do to give them the tools they need to make the right decisions. And one of those, one of the most important ones is is their faith. And to me, it's it's not optional. Uh, You know, it's kind of like having good manners. You take your hat off when you walk into a building. Um, You you say yes and no, ma'am or sir, depending on the situation. I mean, you, you, you are polite to people. And when they were very, very young, that was, never, that was never an option. And if they didn't do it, I tried to think of some creative way to make my point that you will have good manners. You know? and, and it's the same in a much more important way. It's the same thing when we talk about faith. This is, this is everything here. So, so this is why it's so important. We stop and we think about this stuff, all right? So go back to the point. So you go back to this whole thing of what he talks about here. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your strength, and and, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands. You know, talk about them to you when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up and, and, and you know, think of ways to, to remind it. That's what he says when he says, to me, the key phrase here, when he, when he, 
just the, the right interpretation. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. We need to think of ways to remind us of those truths. And there are all kinds of creative ways. Somebody for my, for my 40th birthday, or maybe it was my 50th, or maybe it was my 60th, I can't remember which, um, gave me this really cool um, ball mark. And uh, it's a, a ball mark, for those of you who don't play golf, when you play golf, you know, you hit your ball and you get on the green, usually in one or two strokes. <laughs> and, um, and then you go up and get your ball and you lay this down behind your ball and you pick up your ball and you clean it or whatever you're going to do to it. And it just, you don't leave your ball laying on the green. It's not polite to do that to the other golfers. And, and you have to have a mark. So you put that down. And some people use poker chips and some people use coins and some people use other things. So somebody gave me this idea to get this ball mark. They said, well, I'm going to put your favorite verse on it. Well, one of my favorite verses is, is, is um, I'm going to show you in just a moment, is that God's looking all around the earth, looking for those who he can support, whose hearts are fully devoted to him. Second Chronicles 16.9. And, um, and um, I, that's my, they said, well, I can't put that verse on there. <laughs> that's too much verse and not in a ball mark. It would take a really huge ball mark. Uh, so this is, and this is a pretty big one right here um, for, for, as ball marks go. But anyway, so they just put this part on there, whose heart is completely his. Second Chronicle, Second CH Chronicles, sixteen nine. I just put that on there. So you know, here I am on the golf course, and I'm I'm, I'm end up on the green in, in four or five, which is really bad. And and I'm you know thinking maybe a, a word or two in my brain that I probably shouldn't be thinking uh, because I'm frustrated and angry. And I pull out my ball mark, and whose hearts are completely his, kind of brings you back a little bit, doesn't it? You think, oops, okay, let me get this. Kind of kind of gets you refocused a little bit. It's a reminder. Some people do that with, the, I have a friend who ha, he has a little tiny cross, keeps it in his pocket all the time, wherever he is, all the time. Got, and, and, and he'll just, he'll, he won't even pull it out of his pocket, but he'll be in a business meeting or some high-level deal like that, and every now and then put his hand in his pocket like, like we guys do, and he'll just feel that cross, and he'll just think, okay, you know, kind of just a reminder. That's what this is talking about here. Little things we have created to, to remind us of, of who we are. We're followers of Jesus. We're followers, we're, we're, we're devoted to, to, to God, with our, all of, and we're to love him with all of our, our, our heart, strength, and spirit. So, that's what we're talking about. And that involves two things. Two things. First one is intentionality. You, gotta, you know what? You've got to be intentional about this. You gotta, if, you're gonna, if this is going to be real, you've got to really think through this. You've got to think. You've got to plan. You've got to be creative. You've got to be intentional about this, both for me individually and for, with my family. Ask some friends of mine some ideas. What do you do to make your vacation special sometimes? Or, or, or maybe it goes beyond your vacation. And I have some, several ideas. Um, one, one guy says, you know, we just look for ways to affirm each other. One guy told me that sometimes for dinner, they'll, they'll, each, each night they will, they will at, during vacation, go around the table and um, um, tell each, each person, has to tell one other person in the family something they really appreciate about them. And I, I kind of rolled my eyes like, oh, I'll bet that goes over well. He said, they got used to it. <laughs> you can imagine that was something. It's a great idea. Another friend of mine, what they do sometimes is, this is a kind of a cool idea too, is that they... Um, they um, get a little video. It might be 15, 20-minute video. And they'll play that at some time during the day. And, and, then, and then at dinner time, either that night or the next night, whatever, however it works out, for them, they'll, they'll talk about it. I mean, how hard is that, people? I mean, you, you're going to watch TV a little bit anyway. 
kind of a cool idea, I think. You know, or maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's something you read. Be creative about this, but think about this. It's just it's it's going to create some some good discussion. Maybe formulate some good thoughts and 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 get you kind of thinking along some different different wavelengths and so forth. Kind of cool idea. Be creative with this stuff, right? But you got to be intentional. You got to be intentional, okay? Um, at different meals and so forth, just have a different theme that you can talk about. I used to have. Um, Set of cards with I still have them actually with little 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 questions on them little life questions you know like if you're stuck on you know this wasn't one of them but it'd be something like I can't think of an example but other than the most obvious you're stuck on a desert island what three books do you want with you you know or 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 you know something along those lines just just you say well it might be a little cheesy it's a little cheesy so what uh, whatever but you got to be intentional Joshua. Joshua was talking to the people of God in the uh, Old Testament. And he said this to them. He said, you know, you're going to serve idols. You know, you, you, you can refuse. If you, if you refuse to serve the Lord, choose the day whom you will serve. And he goes on. And the last line of this verse, verse 15, goes like this. But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Folks, that's intentionality right there. That's somebody who says, this is what's going to happen in my house. Don't, you know, I, I care what you do, but I have nothing. I, I can't do anything about that, but I can do what happens here. Whether I'm the husband or the wife or whatever, this is, this is a single mom, single dad, whatever the situation might be, uh, me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. You've got to be intentional about that, folks. It doesn't just happen. Second thing I would tell you about this is not just intentionality, but Authenticity. Authenticity. You know what? I don't know if you need me to tell you this or not, but I will anyway. You can't fake this stuff. You can't fake it. People try. You've, you've seen it. We've all seen it. People come to church and, you know, they do this and they try to fake. and they, they, You can't fake this stuff. And, and if you do, what's, what's the point? It, it, it takes honest... The verse. Let me give you a verse that really talks about that, and it's the verse that I just referred to a little bit. One of my one of my life verses: uh, "For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, that He may strongly support those whose heart is completely His." God is looking for a few good men and women whose hearts wholly His. It's authentic. It's it, it's wholly His. Holy His. That's what God's looking for, and He's going to. He's going, to, he's going to support that person. He promises us that in Scripture. That's why the authenticity, it has to be authentic because it has to come from the heart. You say, well, what if, I, what if I'm not quite there? You need to pray about that. You need to pray and say, God, help me to have a heart that is wholly devoted to you. Create that in me, Lord, because it's not always there. I, I believe he'll answer that prayer. Because we all go places sometimes where we're, where we're not. So ask God to help you with that. And he will. Authenticity. It's there. So I want, here's what I want to do. I want to go back. I want to just kind of draw your attention back to this. I want to do two things. So we got those two things that we're thinking about. This is going to happen with intentionality and with authenticity. Okay? And God will, as we pray, God will give us the ability uh, to have both of those in our lives, but I want to—I want to go back and just—I want you to read and just watch and, and, and listen to the, the the message. That's a paraphrase. You've heard me talk about it many times. 
So it's, a, it's not really a great study Bible, but it's a great Bible just to read sometimes, just to flow so well and, and um, um, gives you just to elucidate upon some of the, some of the scriptural truths. So I want to read this in Deuteronomy, Deuter- excuse me, I want to read this Deuteronomy passage from the message paraphrase. Here's how it goes. Attention Israel, God, our God, God, the one and only. Love God, your God, with your whole heart. Love Him with all that's in you. Love Him with all you've got. Write these commandments that I've given you today on your hearts. Get them inside of you and, 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 and then get them inside your children and grandchildren, I would add. Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home or walking in the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into bed at night. Tie them to, on your hands and foreheads as a reminder. Inscribe them on the doorpost of your homes and on your city gates. Interesting way of, of saying that, huh? Well, I, I took this, and I wanted just to even make it even more relatable, if that's the way, make it more relatable, so to speak, to our culture, computer age we live in and so forth. So I changed some things. So this is my version that we can just kind of follow along. And, and again, my purpose is to be illustrative here, not to try to change the text. I want you to really get, get what's here. Write these commandments that I've given you today on your hearts. Get them inside of you, and then get them inside your children's and grandchildren's undeveloped, partially functioning brains sometimes. Um, Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home or driving down the road. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to the night you fall in bed at night. Tie-dye them on your T-shirts. Memorize them on your frontal lobe as a reminder. Inscribe them on your computer screens in your home and office and have them as wallpaper on your iPhones or lesser-desired Blackberries to, (laughs) to to keep them on your mind. Think of ways to keep, keep reminding yourself of these truths. You know, whether, whether it be, you know, as I told you with, my, with my, my ball marker thing, but I mean also, you know, I've had different screensavers over the years depending on what season of life I might be going through. Sometimes I'll have one there. Um, God is for you like, you, like we sang this morning. Sometimes I, might have, I had one for a long time, is, is God meant it for good? You know, that's, a, that's from, from uh, Genesis chapter 50. Just because we need to be reminded of these things. And we've got to be intentional about it. And we've got to be authentic about it. Can't fake it. So that's, that's it. You know, and that's where, that's where it's going to make a difference. Not just on vacation or faithcation or whatever you want to call it, but in our lives and how we live our lives. May God bless us all as we seek to, um, to do that. Let's pray together. Ask God to... Be remind, remind us of different ways to do that. Lord God, we thank you for your love and your grace. We thank you for Jesus who came and lived and suffered and died and rose again so that we might have a relationship with our God, our Creator. We thank you for that. Now I pray, Lord, as we think through some of these things that we'll, we'll be creative. We'll look to you to give us that intentionality and to give us that that um, authenticity that's so important. We thank you for how you do work in all of our lives. We thank you for your grace, for your love, and for the forgiveness that comes through a relationship with Christ. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.